Awesome. Cool. Hello, and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have actress, comedian, singer, songwriter, Becca Brown. How you doing? Hello, I'm so good. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Um, so the first question I always ask is how much time have you done? So that's like in a therapy program or like in a psych ward. Okay, I um, have multiple answers, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. Therapy, I've been on and off in therapy since for 12 years on and off. Okay. Um, and then I spent three lovely days in the psych ward at okay. UIC with my <laughs> alma mater. Um, Wait, at, oh, like downtown kind yeah, of? Yeah, South Loop. Okay. Um, I went to college there. Okay. And I spent three days in their psych ward when I was 19. Wow. Okay. So you were in college still? Mm -hmm. Okay. It was my... It was like Labor Day weekend of my sophomore year of college. Okay. Um, so that's like total. And then did you do any like outpatient programs or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I um, last year did an IOP at Hazelden. Oh, my uh, brother's been there. For addiction stuff. Okay. But that, yeah, that's it. Did you like Hazelden? I did like Hazelden. I was in there um, like there for a while and then I did their like um CCG which is their continued care group oh okay Basically, like after IOP you do like a couple of um it's sometimes some people do t a couple days a week I did one day a week just like it's like a meeting but oh okay a smaller group and it's the same is like, six to ten people a week Oh, that's nice. So it's yeah. like not too many people. Not too many. Okay, so w you were in therapy way before you were like hospitalized, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when did so I always ask too, like, why did you start going to therapy? My mom hired a Christian therapist <laughs> to, I think, to find out if I was doing drugs and like having like premarital sex, uh -huh. which I absolutely was. <laughs> um, yeah. And. So that was my first therapist. It was just like a family one where so like I would go in for an hour and then I would and she lived like around the corner from my house. So I would like go in for an hour and then I'd like walk home and then my parents would stay with her for an hour after my Oh my gosh. Wait, and how old were you? Sixteen. And they would do that when you were sixteen? Yeah. It's kind of invasive, I feel like. Right? Well, you know, and my mom so my, my mom is Catholic and my dad is Jewish and okay. they were when I was in high school I think they I will say they had a bit of a reason to be concerned <laughs> okay, yeah like I was definitely you know the first time I got the first time I got drunk I blacked out and like pu like puked all over and had like hickeys all over my neck when I got home so oh, like wow. if that wasn't like a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was like the first time. That was the first time I got drunk. It wasn't the first time I drank, but it was definitely like the first time. The first time, time you. Okay. So they were just like. So they were concerned. Actually concerned. Okay. Which I, I guess is a, like, you know, now hindsight, like, yeah, I would have been concerned for me too. But like. Yeah. To the, I, don't, I don't, I still don't know really if like they were like I think it's just maybe my like paranoia that has me like still convinced that they hired her to like spy on me and stuff the therapist yeah so that also might just be my like um my like psychotique thought yeah <laughs> so do you think like okay so you were 
16 and then you were hospitalized when you were 19 and like what kind of happened between that period um like between like high school and college so this is like i guess the big like my origin story kind of funny yeah uh, <laughs> like, like a hero like a superhero but my journey like, uh, my journey um yeah please respect my journey <laughs> um my journey is that like i come from a family with like not not always drug addiction or alcoholism or anything uh-huh. like that, but everyone in my family has some kind of an addictive personality so okay. like you know whether it's with food whether it's with um like shopping whether it's codependency okay um very codependent family very like no boundaries whatsoever and so like that kind of informed who I became and like okay for most of high school and college I like was incredibly anxious I mean I always had social anxiety and like okay. everything was because my parents put such pressure on me to be a performer yeah that which thankfully I love performing but you know to put in a kid's head from like five years old like we we know that you're destined to be a star like <laughs> that kind of messed with yeah, me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, well, because, like, there's there's always, like, a line with everything, you know? Like, you could – you don't want it to go from, like, something that you love from something that you need to do because then once it's something that you need to do, then it becomes a job. Yeah. And people don't want it to be a job. You want it to be something that you, like, wake up wanting to do, not something to, like, prove a point to your parents. No, totally. And, um, and especially, like, do you think your parents, like – in are your parents, like, have addictive personalities at all? Yeah, my it's mostly with food for them. Like, okay. my mom and dad both have – I am not a doctor, so I can't diagnose them with any yeah, disorder. But for they, sure. they definitely have some isms with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And then, like, I always say, too, like, if my – if they drank, they'd probably be alcoholics. Okay. You know, they don't, okay. really, they don't really drink. So it's, like – Yeah. There's no way of knowing, but – Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, but it's a type, for it's sure. It's definitely, like, now knowing, like, kind of the patterns and stuff, like, having worked on, you know, myself in therapy and, like, mm-hmm. in a couple 12-step programs, like, I know, like, I I know where I got those kind of isms from. Okay. Like, I can tell. Yeah. Um, At least you know that. I yeah, feel like a lot nice. of people take, like... It's nice to be on the other side of knowing. Yeah. Because I was so... In, in high school and college, like, you go, I go back and I, like, read, because I did keep a lot of my journals, um, <laughs> I, like, go back and I read them and the cries for help in there, like, the, the, the questioning of, like, you know, oh my god, is there something wrong with me, like, I think I, like, I don't, I don't think anyone experiences heartbreak the way I do. Oh, yeah, like, you're different than everybody I'm else. I'm different than everyone else, nobody, nobody is as psycho as I am, like, I have uh-huh. like a chronic... Like, I just had, like, a chronic, um, like, masturbation thing. I, like, had a, uh-huh. you know, um, food stuff, too, but, like, mainly... So it was always, was, like, like, obsessions or, like, addictions kind of very manifesting. Obsessive. I was never diagnosed with um, OCD, but, like... Yeah. I, I definitely, like, with people would get so attached and so addicted to people so quickly... Yeah. ...that, like, it would just, like, gut me when I would get broken up with for mm. talking somebody like yeah uh, and for getting like fully like addicted to a person wow okay so that was like 
so I, I committed I, I tried to commit suicide over a boy when I was a so, yeah, a sophomore in college and that's I'm sorry. what led to me getting hospitalized. Okay. So like okay. I, I, I I'm glad that it happened because yeah. I wouldn't know, you know, kind of the patterns if I hadn't done that. Um mm-hmm. and like the the sick thing was that and I feel comfortable talking about this now. Yeah. But like I um, cheated on him, mm-hmm. and then he broke up with me, which is the correct thing to do. Right. And then I tried to kill myself over that. Okay. It wasn't it was like, like a combo of the guilt and also right. Like, I, I won't be. How will I survive without this person that I kind of mm. don't even really like that much? Like I didn't even really like him that much. There were things that I was like, "This is bad." Like nobody, like you shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody who tells you how to dress when you go to like meet his parents mm, okay and i knew that but still it right was, like the high of having a person and i think with those people specifically like they it's so easy to have low lows but then those high highs almost counteract them yeah. because when people like i i just like not from personal experience but like i hear a lot about like codependency and also like a lot about like um, like abusive relationships where like the reason why sometimes people don't leave is because the relationships fluctuate so much that like at the high highs like it's almost like the, they make up for those the like those like oh this is what you need to wear or oh you look like a slut or like blah blah blah, blah. like it almost yeah. like makes up for that because like the times you laugh together and whatever a too tomboyish and he like his but then like that's he not he was also really yeah. insecure about the fact that i was like bisexual and like openly queer when i was like that age like okay i was i was you probably like openly felt like openly queer when i was in high school which i mean okay. not that like unheard of in like 2020 no but in 2000 and uh, <laughs> it, it was different right and so like yeah. when i was in college it was just yeah it was it I was like the first a lot of people were like you're the first queer woman I ever met and I was like that's crazy to me I'm like you probably know a lot <laughs> yeah that's like that's <laughs> really weird it, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really weird because like yeah. I feel like I don't Especially know in Chicago, like I guess it's it's different because like a lot of people that go to UIC are like from like middle of nowhere boofoo Illinois or like right. you know, other Midwest uh-huh states. Springfield yeah, so it's like, and not to say there's anything bad about that, but it's just like no. it's it's less of like a. Um, I celebrate that even. Yeah, <laughs> it's less of like a. Oh, I like feel weird if you told me that, and I think a lot like it's a Paul. Like I went to DePaul, everyone's like hipster okay. and gay and like open and liberal and like, which is cool. Obviously, like I'm yeah, and for you it. In theater school, like right? Did you go to school for theater? No, but I but I like just. I met a ton of theater kids there because I took some cla- theater classes for credits and mm-hmm. I met like a ton of people who were like hipstery and like yeah mm-hmm. openly bi and like whatever and like yeah. it was like really cool but I just think like in high school also like everyone kind of knows each other so it's like oh my god she's and everyone goes oh we don't care but we just want to let you know they're bi or they're yeah. this or whatever and it's just like okay yeah. that doesn't make a difference but like so you so like was there like a final breaking point did you so basically okay this is what i want to ask so you went to the hospital because like you broke up with him and like what like led you there did you like did why did you commit to, you just didn't think you could live with like the like without him or, i like, was really drunk and i okay. just so richard Pryor was one of my big uh inspirations and okay. like, i had heard he, he like tried to set himself on fire 
So I tried to set myself on fire, which really? like, uh, luckily it didn't fucking work. And then like, yeah. I, I straight up was like, wow. what are you doing? And I said yeah. to myself, this is not healthy. This is not right. And thank God I had that, you know, of course. moment of realization. I didn't even get past the point of like dousing myself in lighter fluid. Like I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't, yeah. yeah. Like I took it out and like started to put it on my like clothes and I was like, you're stupid. Go. <laughs> so, I so I like called my friend Lauren and she drove me to um, the hospital mm-hmm. and they checked me in for a couple days. Okay. And my parents um, knew why I was there, but they told my little sisters that I had a stomach ulcer. Oh, is why to, you were like, there. Protect them from like knowing the truth. Oh. Do you know what I wow. mean? Wow. Like, Did they ever find out? Oh no, they knew. No, no, no. My parents knew why I was there. It okay. Was, Oh, no, my sisters. Oh, your sister. I'm sorry, so I didn't hear you. Okay. my parents, they told my little sisters at the time that I was there because I had a stomach ulcer. Okay, but you were there for three days. Okay. I was there for three days because I tried to kill myself. Right, right, right. Like okay, they, okay. They were, they, that's what they told, the, they told the family that because... Wow. They didn't want it to seem like... Yeah. Another, another, like, big thing with my parents, and I love my parents so much, but, like, a big thing for them is like just how everyone sees us like as a family oh 100 where are you from here what city. from what part of the city um i grew up in this area actually oh really did you go to like private school or? yeah uh for and for so i grew up in this area and i went to pritzker elementary for oh my god my step siblings went there and then okay i did um I did some like acting work as a kid, and then I transferred to private school actually right there, uh, Mount Carmel. Okay. Right up the street from the Laugh Factory of Chicago. Okay. <laughs> so no, my sisters didn't go there, but they're friends with the Pritzkers. Like the, they're like, yeah, billionaire. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But they went to Parker. Oh wow. So Parker's. they're like, yeah. So they live, yeah. they lived like in this area, kind of, and like downtown and stuff. Like they've moved. Um, yeah. But I think that's why I asked you where you're from because, like, this is always, like, facade. Like, we need to protect our image before we protect ourselves. Yeah. And it's, like, very yeah. – um, I mean, it's like my, yeah. dad's, my dad's friends with a lot of rich guys who, whose kids go to schools like Parker yeah. and Latin. And, like, you know, I, I don't blame him. Like, you know, my parents like to – especially when things were not good financially, like, they liked to – protect and hide and, and, and like cover, cover, cover as much as possible the like cracks in the family and like the foundation of Yeah. You know what I mean? Like okay. of, like just well, if we look good, fake it till you make it, but there's like a fine line of like fake it till you make it and like lie about everything and hide everything so that you seem like better people than you are. Of course. And or, did that like, ever like did you know that they were doing that? No, not until I mean I got sober from drinking, like, two years ago. Okay, then, good for you, dude. Thank you. But it's not even been a year since I, like, started working the steps, like, of AA. So okay, like, so you were sober, but you weren't, like... I was dry drunk, and, like, I okay. was still smoking weed a lot, and, like, okay. you know, using, um, like, prescription meds that were not mine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like the, yeah. You know, for the first year of my sobriety okay. of alcohol and, like, other, like, hard drugs, but... yeah. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I didn't know that I was an alcoholic at this point. I didn't know I was a 
like a sex and love addict at this point. Okay. I didn't know I had these like control issues where I like wanted to be in control of everything. So I would like, I mean, I was a a pathological liar for like most of my life. Okay. Um, just because that's what I was taught. Like, you know, yeah. it doesn't surprise me that my parents were lying about where I was for those three days to the rest of my family. Like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you think like those tendencies kind of like were projected on you maybe? Yeah. A little it's bit. It's interesting because on one hand, my dad would like definitely like punish us a lot if we lied, but it was only if he caught us lying like, and he would say, well, it's like, white lies are okay. Like, you could say certain things. Right. Like, get out of, like, parking tickets and stuff. But, like, you know, if you, if, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it, it is interesting because I've just recently started, like, you know, working on, so, like, in the 12 steps. Yeah, and my brother this. was in them for, I, I know about them, so I'm familiar, yeah. but, yeah. So, you know, the fourth step, like, you go through, like, all of your patterns and all of your resentments and figure out why you are. Yeah the way you are psycho that you are yeah uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're just journaling your whole life yeah you basically just do a chart of like you know what you're what you're mad at or what you're afraid of oh my god that's like that's a lot of work it is and like it's now like now i get to do that for the rest of my life you know anytime something comes up but like Mm -hmm. i don't know like there were a lot of things that like I was like, oh, this comes from the fear that I've always had that um, I can't look stupid or foolish or, like, I don't know what I'm doing or, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about or ugly Uh Um, because Mm -hmm. that's just, like, bad. Yeah. Because with my mom, like, she is a former model, like, you know, pageanty queen, like, she's beautiful, and that's, like, her proudest thing is that she's pretty. Like, okay. oh, God, I hope they don't see this. They won't. They won't <laughs> tag me on Facebook. Um, no, like... I won't. I won't put it on Facebook. She, yeah, they, like, um, they're very face, like, surface-level people. And so, okay, okay. Yeah, so, like... I, yeah. Yeah, but then, like, with the, the suicide attempt and then going back to school after that, like... Oh, dude, people, yeah. Having some people know, having most people not, but I had, like, a couple close friends that I told, like, that's why I was in the hospital. Um, like, and it was good because it was over a holiday weekend, like, mm, so, so nobody like time. really suspected. Like, right, it's not like you were missing class or yeah. anything. I think I missed, no, I didn't miss any class. Okay. Because it happened on a Friday night, and I got out on, like... Tuesday morning or something before class, and I just like went from the oh my god, like two yeah. viewpoints, like in yeah, a, like, exactly. Black Bucks Theater, I'm just doing like <laughs> little um, like crawling around on the ground. Like, did you major words. in theater? I did. Okay. <laughs> and my first like the, the 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 guy was a um a theater major too, and like oh that you were that I was like uh, yeah in love with and yeah the, the one who I, who broke up with me, um and then like we. <laughs> We were in the same class for the first year, and then our second year, um, well, like I think it was our second semester of freshman year, we auditioned to um, do to switch from BA to BFA, and I got the FA and he didn't, and that's like when the relationship kind of like started to fall apart, because <laughs> he it was like. Oh yeah, because yeah. he like so, he like, didn't he, get it. Okay. He would be like, well, you know, like just so you know, like I can't marry another actor because like one of us has to have like a real job. So like, 
What? That's so weird. I know. Cause that's there's so a ton they, of actors yeah. that are married. I know. And because, it works. Like, like, one of us is gonna need to provide for the family. You guys could both provide. I mean, that's weird, but. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it's really interesting that you said that you come from here and like that whole image thing because like, I feel like sometimes like that's how my town was. Are you was. from here? I'm no. from Deerfield. Okay. So it's kind of like similar where it's like the suburb version of Parker and Latin and like Pritzker and like yeah. Walter Payton and stuff. Pritzker was different um, when in the 90s. Okay. Um, it was a little le- like it was because Wicker Park wasn't as like gentrified as it is now so it was like it was a mix okay okay it was uh, actually Pritzker when I was there was predominantly like black and Latinx kids and like this is so fucked up it was kind of segregated because like there was a there was a program that was called I hate this so much but the gifted program just call yeah it, like if you call it accelerated learning like that gets the point across I guess. right right but like you know there was that program and then there like so it was in I don't know if they call it that anymore but it was like the gifted program and the regular program uh-huh. that it's gross but yeah they had that at our school too yeah. um okay we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> and we are back from break um, so we we're going to talk about like a couple of things like AA. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I burped. Oh, okay, I'm like, <laughs> um, terrified. Oh my god. Um, programs, how you got into them, what they're like, um, how you feel about them, and then how like I know like you were in the movie School Rock and kind of like how that contributed to depression, anxiety, codependency, like all the things. All the things. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah 100%. Totally. Well, let's start there. Um, from the childhood stuff, like, yeah, I don't know. I was always, like, the weird kid because I was not athletic. I was always, like, music was my thing. And I would, like, yeah. and I, all the kids knew that, like, I couldn't hang out after school because I had to go to music class. Like, that was just, like, a thing. Because I would go I remember multiple those kids. times a week. It was serious. Like, I would go multiple times a week for different, like, because I would have, like, a private lesson, a group lesson, and then, like, a, like, musicianship class or, like, a music theory class all at the same, oh like, insti- like the Music Institute, which is in Evanston. So, like, I was just this nerdy little kid, and, like, I was, like, taller than all the other kids. Yeah. I don't be, like, one of those, like, um... <laughs> like a supermodel who like is like I was bullied because I was tall. Yeah, you're like I was. <laughs> you're like I was gawky I, I actually. Was gawky and had bags under my eyes that I still have, and yeah. I was not cute. You don't have bags under your eyes? Are you kidding? You I have put no... stuff on. I do too, I but. But like I. I... Say that again. I had an audition I today. Had <laughs> and I'm also really gawky and tall. I don't see um, myself. Yeah, I I know. I now see myself as an attractive, beautiful woman, but, like, when I was <laughs> a kid, so I, I hated myself. Like, I would look in the mirror and think, ew, like, what the... And I had this, like, thought that, like, okay, well, all my family and, you know, my mom and, and my dad and my grandma, my, my, you know, relatives all say that I'm this beautiful little princess, but, like, when I look in the mirror, I see an ugly little troll, and it's, like, I think everyone's mm. just lying to me that my parents are, like hiring people to like say nice things about me that's anxiety like, yeah you know, for sure classic, um, like truman show um, oh my god yes you know and when i got school of rock i was like 
So I'd never auditioned for a movie before because absolutely not. Like, how? Yeah. And I got it through, like, the music stuff because I was playing guitar when I was, like, from when I was, like, four. Oh, my God, that's young. NPR show when I was, like, nine that they would have kids on to play classical music and then they'd do, like, a little interview. And the casting people from Silver Rock heard my interview and thought, like, hey, that's the right age. They're, Mm -hmm. you know that's cool she's a guitarist and she's kind of charming and whatever I was like dorky and cute in my interview and they called me in and I got it and like I didn't know what any of it meant I didn't know like who Mike White or Rick Linklater was I knew yeah. Jack Black but I was like this is okay I get to leave <laughs> school for a couple months right right get and where was it New York. New York okay shot in New York <laughs> Excuse me, I've got a little bit of a cold. No, I'm like, I have a fever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Right yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's like very low, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I like remember being on set and like all of the kids kind of had the similar like, you know, underdog vibe. Like, uh-huh. Because... They were all, like, weirdo dorks, too. Yeah. Which is good. Like, I mean, good job to the casting directors. Good job, Claire Simon. Thank you for all you do. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Shout out, Claire. Um, But, yeah, like, it it was a lot of that. Like, and we were all this kind of little family. We were all in love with each other. We were obsessed. Like, our moms all became best friends. We were all super tight during the filming. And there were not really many, like, ruffled feathers or anything in that. Um, except for there was one kid who got fired like two weeks in. I still don't know why he got fired, but he got a Verizon commercial, which was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he left School of Rock to be in a Verizon commercial. No, I think he got fired from School of Rock. And then, and then, like a got couple a years Verizon. later, okay. I was watching TV and he was in a Verizon commercial. I was like, okay, good for you. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's like much better. Sorry, but but he's still yeah. <laughs> um. I wish him well. Uh, <laughs> couldn't tell you his name. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, somewhere in the Martin. universe. Always Martin. It was Martin. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're filming, and I had, um, it was a lot of pressure, obviously, because, you yeah. know, camera. Like, even now, like, I, mean, I love working on camera. Yeah. Like, honestly my favorite way to work (laughs) um but like even now like just knowing that this thing is recording me I'm like hi like and yeah no you're definitely I've never had hands before I don't know what to do with them yep yeah like that's how it was when I was on the film because that was absolutely my first time having lights and like a A crew full of people like right yeah, yeah. The little, like, dusty microphone that, right. like, hangs like, down. And, yeah, like, you know, the, the whole thing of, like, having, like, because a lot of people don't realize that, like, being on film is, like, 10% acting and 90%, like, being out of the way. So, like, <laughs> you just kind of have to, like, do your thing. Like, yeah. your direction, say your line, and then if you have an exit, you have to, like, kind of just be... Yup. <laughs> I heard that there was people that, like, would film in, like, these top-notch movies, like produced by like the best produced directors and they like would have to like after their lines just duck down in a ball yeah because like they just like couldn't be yeah. in the way it's like that's and it's like it is glamorous and stuff but, right like, it's also hilarious to, yeah because like, like you don't that. think that that's what it yeah, is like you have a mic pack like burning your flesh like oh my god yeah <laughs> 
it's how old were you 10 oh my um, god so young yeah and like it was a lot of the kids like first movie there were a couple that had done stuff before like yeah. pilots or commercials or mm-hmm. whatever but it was my first time and I was super intimidated by the whole thing and like yeah really, oh, my mom's upstairs like watching me on a monitor and like it was just like, oh wow so there were certain times where like they they were getting they were trying to get god bless them a close-up of me and they would like be here and i'd be like just i couldn't stop looking in the camera so like they cut a lot of my stuff because oh my i was God. so shy and so oh. terrified and you can even see it like you know they they're all there there'll be shots where i'm just like standing in the corner like this <laughs> and so yeah and then like of course going back to school i was like oh this is going to be awesome like people are going to you know finally see me for who i am and love mm-hmm. me and accept me um, and of course they didn't. Of course I was bullied <laughs> so much yeah. more. And like that just led me. Like I had to, I was bullied so hard that I had to leave Pritzker. Like my parents switched me to Mount Wait, wh- but why are you bullied though? Like for what? Because kids are jealous. Like now okay, I know okay. they're jealous. But at the time, but at the time was, it's, like, yeah, it's awful. I'm sure. It was life and death. Like I got bullied so hard that like, uh, like uh, there was a girl who was like, you know what, I know I've been mean to you in the past, but I think it's really cool that you did a movie. Can I have your autograph? And then I, like, <gasps> signed something, and she, like, fucking tore it up in front of me. No! That's literally a movie. That what the movie. fuck? That's um, so mean. Kids yeah, whatever. Are, how do you even worse. think of that shit? That's crazy. Kids are mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, just the... Yeah, like I was like, I thought it was more like she was using you, and then she was like, nope, and then just tore it up. Right in front of my face. It was sad. Um, but <laughs> just start putting all the pieces together of your like sloppy signature. Like, so sad. Um, oh. But yeah, I transferred schools, and then yeah. you know, high school people would just like scream like school of rock like at me at the, and that's just like my identity it was just like I right. did this one thing and. That's, you know, and it was still very fresh when I, when I was in high school too. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it had only been like four years since the thing came out and it was, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, and I you were still 10, yeah. looked the same and like, that was just like my identity. I had people like who were only friends with me for that reason. I had people who hated me just because like, they just assumed that I like, all I cared about was that like. There, right. Like, and I, right. my mom was, like, always reading, like, because this is back in the day where IMDb had message boards, and, like, my mom would, like, read the comments on, and, like, tell me what they said, and she would, like, read my, like, no. I'm aging myself, Zanga, and stuff, and, like, <laughs> just, like, go through all the comments and be like, this is what that girl said about you, this is what that guy said about you, Adrian oh, no, so she's like, you, and oh, that no. About I'm like, oh, my God, like, you care about this more than I do. Blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Did that strain the relationship with your mom at all or no? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, was, like, I think, to be my yeah. my manager at the time, too, so she was, like, oh, coaching wow. me for auditions that I didn't even really want to go on because I was, like, if I get another movie, I'm going to get bullied again. So, like, oh, I, I straight up okay. like, self-sabotage and audition sometimes. Like, I mean, I wanted to do it, but, like, at the same time, I was, like, yeah, but I kind of like being, um, I don't want to be famous, that's uh-huh. for sure. Um, because this is too much already. Right. And like at, at the time I, I was like, I'm only doing this because it's like what, I don't know. It's what they want me to do. And it's also like when you're young, you don't really have a choice. You're like, I guess. No. 
and you'll do it. You can self sabotage, but that's the most you can contribute to not doing what you yeah, want. Yeah, botching do. an audition. Right. Like I didn't want to be in Spanglish with Adam Sandler. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Ultimately, I lost the role. Yeah. Um, but Spanglish. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it was a good movie. But then, like, you know, going into college, too, it was, like, yeah. finally, like, and every time I went to a new school, because I went to three different high schools, like, right. I, I, you know, every time I was like, it's an opportunity to start over, but oh, no, they knew going in who I was, because this is a small city, unfortunately, and, oh know, yeah, like, everyone fucking knows each other, especially right. CPS kids, like, all know each other. No, my sub-siblings, like, the school they went to, there was, like, 80 kids in their class. Yeah. Everyone knows each other. Everyone knows each other, and, like... Uh, so and then if everyone yeah finally and then i'm in college and like i'm in the dining hall and somebody's coming up to me and somebody goes oh are you the girl from school of rock and i'm like no i would like say no sometimes just right wait having the fucking yeah of course if i say no i'm a fucking bitch for who's not grateful and if i say yes i am that Uh, opens up the opportunity for them to bully me and ask me why i didn't get a fucking base soul in the end and i have to explain to them that i had anxiety and it's just like I'm even, like, a little bit the klept talking about it right now. Yeah. Like... I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's just it's funny because it's, like, it's I get... Yeah. But I get it in the sense of why I'm laughing is because, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, you literally cannot win for losing. Right. Because, like, like... Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I posted something on Twitter recently that, like, ruffled a lot of feathers because I was, like, can we get over the School of Rock thing? Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna... I swear to God, like, there's gonna be, like, in my fantasy, like, I'm winning an Oscar and I'm on the stage accepting my, like, award and somebody screams out, chillo, you got a bass, and I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, that's... <laughs> I don't want that to be what happens. And then right. I had a good cry on um, New Year's Eve, or I guess, like, right after it became okay. midnight. Um, I had a good cry because I was, like, oh, my God if 2023 rolls along and School of Rock is, you know, having the 20th anniversary and it's still the biggest credit that I have, I'm going to kill myself. Like, no, and I, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. it was a thought I had. And that's, like, that's that's my, that's my ism. That's my, like, disease. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, straight well, disease is, like... Yeah, it's, well, it's extremes. It's extremes. I'm very, I'm very extreme. I was medicated for a while, but I went off my meds because I didn't... Like the side effects were okay, but do you were you on like antidepressants or were you? I on? was on lamictal. I've heard a lot of people are on that. I don't know what it does. It's I've never like taken a it. Non habit forming um, SSRI. Yeah, I'm on an SSRI right and now. And I don't know. I like it. It leveled out the lows and the highs and like made me pretty normal and like didn't not normal. I don't, I don't like that word, but like made me stable for mm-hmm. a while and it did its job. But now I'm like. No, like, I, if I go to, like, a, a, if I hit my quota of, like, I go to at least, like, two meetings a week. Okay. And, like, you know, meditate and, like, do yoga and take yeah. care of myself and eat good. What do you, so, like, what do you get at, that's why I wanted to go to, like, meetings and stuff like that. Like, what, well, first of all, like, when did you start going to meetings? What was the point of, like, I'm going to, I know I'm an alcoholic, but I'm not going to go to meetings and then. My first, um, my first ever meeting of anything was SLAA. Um, okay. Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. Okay, yeah. There's not really much of that in Chicago, but New York and L.A. has a good community for it, and there are some here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I had reached a low in my relationships where I was like, why am I like this? Like, why is it every time I get broken up with, I want to die? Why mm-hmm. is it that, like, I feel incomplete without 
filling my heart with as many dicks as possible <laughs> and it's not working and it's that like definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result right but it's like why do i keep lying to guys why do i keep cheating why do i keep on like you know getting into relationships with people i know are wrong for me yeah like you see the red flags see the red flags yeah. and charge at it like a little ball rather than being like okay backing off mm -hmm. and so I had reached a point in that and I went into SLA because I had heard of it from um, a TV show like there was a character on a TV show called Love uh, Gillian Jacobs character Love was show. in SLAA and I was yeah. like I wonder if that's a real thing and then I was living in LA at the time and I was like oh it is a real thing so I went there first good for you that's great you just like what that's that takes I, a lot yeah. of initiative though to like look it up and then be like I'm going well, I looked it up for, like, three months before actually... Okay, so it wasn't, like, a one-time thing. So you just, like, researched... No, yeah, I, I, like, once I heard... Yeah. Once I watched the show, I was like, oh, no, that's a real thing. Oh, that's a real thing. There's a meeting down the street from where I live in, in uh, L.A. Okay, I'm going to go this week. And then I kept on pushing it off because I, I was afraid. It's, it is embarrassing to be at your first meeting of a 12-step program and say, this is my first meeting. Mm -hmm. Like, because then people, what will happen is... They'll like direct their shares at you and be like, "Welcome, newcomer." It's so so, and like for mm. me, that was a lot. Like so, when yeah. I actually did end up going into AA, like a couple months after that, um, <laughs> I didn't say it was my first meeting. I kind of just like when it, when they ask, cause they typically ask at AA right. if it's your first meeting, right? And I kind of just sat in the back and was like, "No," but now like going as regularly as I do. And like actually working the program and, and, and caring about it so much, and like yeah. it is a, it is probably the biggest part of my life, um, yeah. bigger than work, bigger than my relationship with uh -huh. my partner, my family, whatever. Yeah, it's it's that is the primary thing in my life. Uh -huh. um, now I kind of like wish in my first AA meeting that I had said something. Yeah, you know, it is now like going to meetings and having and seeing there's like this you know young girl like and it's her first meeting right and, like mm -hmm. she's brave enough to say it i'm like ah I'm yeah so <laughs> egotistic that i couldn't could yeah yeah for sure well it's, it's also like really intimidating because like they it's like everyone knows so much that you don't when you first go yeah because it's like so, you're walking into the room and everyone's speaking a language that you don't know oh my god 100 percent. you're hearing god for the you know <laughs> yeah right i went to people are allergic to the word god and yeah like, i was definitely that when i first came into um and then they teach you the that universe. it could be any higher power and it doesn't yeah, have to be god it and be it's moon. It could be... right it's something that like helps you kind of get out of like whatever you're going it's, through and, yeah, yeah it's a replacement exactly like, so i went to um i think i went to like families anonymous mm -hmm. is that what it's called fa sure okay i went there like once yeah, I went there once, and, like, it was very, like... Like, it definitely felt like exactly what I expected, because mm -hmm. my brother's... Because my brother's... Um, my brother lived in a sober living home, and the leader of that has, like, seven sober living homes in the city, and he's kind of like my dad now. Like, he kind of cool. became my father figure through everything, because my mom got super close with him, because she, like, didn't know how to help my brother. Mm -hmm. And then they became close, and then now we're actually just, like, friends. Nice. Um, which is amazing, how but... How much time sober does your brother have? My brother is, like, still using. He's, oh. like, on and off all the time, but, like, he... Yeah, Oy. he's still using right Sorry. now. That's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, 
he like so this guy like I the reason why the FA thing was exactly what I expected was because I'd heard so much about NA from Alan the guy who runs all those yeah. programs um, that like going to Families Anonymous or Al-Anon or all those programs like wasn't really a surprise to me like everyone was they said the same thing it does it did feel a little like sometimes I can't take it seriously because I'm such a like silly person that when sometimes they're just like hello Drew I like I start laughing because I'm like come on can we just cut the shit here we're all yeah. addicts we're all pieces of shit let's just it's, cut to yeah, the chase that's yeah it takes so, a while to get used to the you know the routine of it but now uh-huh. I'm like you know two years in and I love the routine I uh-huh. love AA and I love like honestly I was in England with my boyfriend for the holidays and um we were in like not London we were in a small town like and I was okay. afraid because I was like I'm gonna be here for a week and no meetings and like I looked up where the nearest one was there was one like a 15 minute walk away from where we were oh staying, my god and yeah. i was like great on christmas eve i went and i like you know saw a bunch of people vaping outside of a church and i was like yeah i'm home like, yeah exactly nice, it's like you can walk into a room and they don't sound like you they're all british and they're all like older and, and white and um you know they have different amounts of sobriety and whatever but right. like you're still speaking the same language and it is feels you're all the same good. we're all yeah you know, maybe different like histories right but you're all like same tendencies exactly like you're all i mean it's not like hard to pick it apart really like you're all you know same tendencies and stuff and like i say that just because like alan even though his addiction manifests differently than my brother they're both like the same people they're both manipulative and like when they're at it they're using the most manipulative whatever but even if Um, you're not i mean like it's just like somebody said in a meeting the other day my disease isn't alcohol. My disease is alcoholism, and it's like the the ism is what it is. Like right, the, right, a hundred percent. Manipulation, the trying to control, the anxiety, the social um, awkwardness, and the, the the you know the drama, like the inner um, saboteur, like and all that. Yeah. That's just funny. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you could wrap it up soon. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, I. Could I just ask what what do you think the hardest step for you was? Um, I'm not through all 12 yet, but... What are you on right now? I'm on my amends, so I'm... Isn't that... Amends of nine. I didn't know that was nine. Okay. Oh, my God. Wow. It's later in the... I was going to ask you if you've done that step yet. No. So I'm writing... I'm not even... Like, I haven't even made a single amends yet. I'm, like, writing letters at this point. Okay. So... Have you done one yet? No. I've written them out. Like, but you haven't, like... But I haven't actually, like, met in person with somebody... I'm I'm excited to do it. I've <laughs> I've been on the receiving end of um, amends. Really, from, like, exes who are in the program now and like one comedian. <laughs> like they're I'm not gonna name yeah. names, but there, I had a stand-up comedian who um, like was kind of abusive to me in a relationship. Who like emailed me an amends letter, and I was like, oh, yeah. I asked my sponsor the other day. I was like got an amends email once and she was like that wasn't that's not events like they didn't do it yeah just do it face to face get be better just like yeah don't (laughs) email you're not supposed to like you're not supposed to make amends to people that um like if you if like it opens up like well you know like i can't make amends to any of my exes because that could open up doors that should remain closed if that makes sense. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 100%. That makes sense. Arm, you know, like, right. That's like, right. The main, yeah. But, um, so it's people you have so, like relationships with now, pretty much. Yeah. And people that you owe it to or whatever for exactly. whatever reason, for, whatever, for sure. You know, girl, I, yeah. You know, did something shitty to in high school or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Or like, you know, family 
friend who like I embarrass at a part. Mm-hmm. It, it it's like literally big big amends, little amends. Like, but that's like just the the cool thing about the steps is that like you're doing them for the rest of your life now. Like, yeah, you're always admitting that you're powerless and that your life is slightly not manageable. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and it's great because you are not striving for perfection like ever. It's progress, not perfection, and uh-huh. you're not trying to be perfect at AA you're not trying to be perfect at being sober like you're just trying to have a manageable life right right 100% I think that's what people like get misconceptions is is like the reason why people are so 100% in AA isn't to be perfect at it it's literally to manage your life because you can't if you're not if your life is unmanageable Mm -hmm. you have to put your whole because usually your whole life isn't being unmanageable, like when you're unmanageable. Yeah. So you have to put your whole life into something else that's going to help you manage your exactly. life. And I think that the whole – I know all about it, and I've obviously, like, been to – I haven't – been in certain – I just know, like, like – Al-Anon. Yeah, and I've, like – my – Alan tells me, like, oh, I'm doing this step. He wor- reworks the steps. Like, he's done the 12 steps, so he just keeps you reworking them. them over and over. With, over with and yourself, over. yourself, with sponsees, with – Uh-huh. And he saved multiple people's lives, like, all the time. And there's so many people I've met that – have died like a couple months later you meet a lot of more people that you will know that die in that group because it's so easy to relapse and everyone's like oh they're not an addict anymore right and i'm like no this guy was clean he was clean for 20 years and then overdosed like that literally happens 20 years that's literally like basically how long i've been alive you know what i mean like it's crazy and people don't understand like it yeah that's a whole nother it's a serious disease and and um now that I know I have it, like, because yeah. I didn't know I had it until uh-huh. two years ago. I thought, uh-huh. I thought like, it was normal the way I was drinking and using. And okay. I thought it was normal the way I was dating and, like, that this was just me having, like, a slutty phase and me having a party phase. Okay. No, like, I was, like, waking up in beds that I didn't know how I got there or like there were nights where I was like I'm home like yeah right exactly and that was like every time I drank or like you know just like doing like going out of my way to like hurt people like Uh just Uh because I was feeling sorry for myself right whatever and like and then being like how dare you not like me like Mm. people that I like royally fucked over Uh so it, it just it didn't add up, and now I'm like, oh, looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I wasn't a shitty person. I was a sick person who didn't uh-huh. know they needed help. And uh-huh. uh, thankfully, like, I got it. And yeah. now I'm, like, in therapy. I love my therapist. She's three years younger than me, and I love that for her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get to see her on Monday. That's <laughs> um, good. Yeah. Her. Um, and, yeah. That's good, dude. Um, so I was – gonna just wrap up kind of quickly where can people find you any like exciting shows coming up or like actually yes um i am at becca julia brown on instagram and twitter um i don't really do facebook (laughs) (laughs) but i do have a fan page um okay it's just my name and then uh i have an amazing show coming up on january 20th monday january 20th at the hideout um, that's oh, that's a really fun. 7 p.m. It's just me. Um, I'm going to be doing an hour of um, stand-up and music. Oh, hell, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to have a full That play, That venue is super fun. Yeah, my, my, like, I've, I've never done this before, but I'm doing my like um, songs 
with a full band for the first time. So Oh, that's great. I should come to that. To Text like, me and tell after. me when that is again because I, I so I'll remember. Um but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the Thanks podcast. Anything else me. you wanna say? Um, any last final words I on do. Time? <laughs> like not to be preachy or anything, but like No, you're good. If you have something, like if you have maybe the idea that you're like, I have an addiction Yeah. Like, reach out to somebody sober and like that that for me is like the the biggest honor in the world is when somebody reaches out and asks me like hey like i know you're sober i think i'm having trouble like can you help me and it's probably the best feeling in the world for you it is it is nice and like i i genuinely love like being of service to other people who are struggling with addiction who are in or out of the program yeah um i promise i won't like try to convert you into a new religion Um, (laughs) i don't believe in i don't believe in like daddy's guide father god yeah 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 yeah. and i won't i won't try to push anything down your throat i just you know know that there's resources out there and you're not alone cool all right thanks for watching doing time Bye.